the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. Something that I believe every child of God needs to learn to do. Saints of God, we have a God who flat out loves us. One of the ways that God demonstrates his love for us is by his providing us his word. He provides us his life-giving, life-changing word. But just because God provides us his word, which is able to cause awesome changes in our lives, far too many saints' lives never experience the kind of change that God sends his word to cause in their lives. And according to the word, the problem isn't in the word, it's in the believer's response to the word. The Bible teaches us in Isaiah chapter 55 that God's word is not void of power, but it accomplished everything that he sent it to do. But regardless of how powerful God's word is, if we don't respond properly to the word God sends, it'll never accomplish what it was sent to accomplish. It won't accomplish what it had the power to do, at least not for me and you. And it won't be because the word couldn't do it or because it didn't have the power to do it, but it'll be because we didn't respond properly to it. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to the word that God sends to me and you so that it can do what God said it would do for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Coming from the word of God, thereby something that we ought to order our lives according to. Because we teach the people here at the mighty word of faith, don't take the word of a preacher for nothing. If I can't show it to you out of the Bible and then even then out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, that point's not established and you're under no obligation to receive it. But oh, if I can show it to you in the word, then you know it's not me that you heard. You know that it's God your father talking to you and then the question is, what you gonna do? That's what this teaching is all about, our response to the word. Because our response to the word will determine what God can do in the midst of our lives. Now I know a lot of people who've been churched and not taught uh, choke on that statement right there. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me the God who is God of everything, the God who is sovereign, the God, good to see you, sis, the God who is sovereign, the God who has all power everywhere, you mean to tell me I got something to do with what he can do? Shh, flat out. I can't put it no better, flat out, straight down the middle, that you will determine what it is that God can do in the midst of your life. Now, he's got the ability. There's no question about that. And none of us can do anything to cause that ability to be able to increase or decrease. But what he wants is availability, opportunity to do what it is he wants to do in the midst of each and every one of our lives. Therein is why he gives us the word. 
God shares with us the word so that we can have what we heard, so that we can be able to receive what it is that he has in store for us. And it's up to us to be able to respond correctly to the word that he shares with us so that he can do what it is he wants to do in the midst of our lives. Because if we do not respond correctly, then we will not receive what it is that God has in store for us. If we do not respond correctly, then we will not achieve what it is that God wants to achieve through us. If we do not respond correctly, although God has awesome things planned for both you and I, none of those things will manifest before our very eye if we do not do what it is he tells us to do in the way that he tells us to do it in Jesus' name. Once again, I already know because a lot of people have difficulty with that concept. That's only because they've been churched and not taught. Remember, the Bible says that he is long suffering to us, wishing that none should perish and all should come to repentance. Why is it a wish? Why is it not just something that happens? If God got all this power, why don't he just make sure everybody goes to heaven and nobody goes to hell? But the Bible teaches us that hell expands to be able to retain all the people that it is that's coming there because God never intended man to be able to go to hell. That was never his plan. God intended hell for Satan and the fallen angels. He didn't intend it for man, but he has done what it is he needs to do in order to provide the necessary information to me and you so that none of us have to perish. But since people still are perishing every day, people are still going to hell every day because they refuse to accept what it is he extends into their lives in relationship to the salvation that he's made available to them through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Because they don't accept it, then they, they get what it is they do accept. And that is to reject what God has to say and thereby receive what it is that comes as a result of that. But that's not our problem. Praise God. We're people that respond correctly to the word of God. We're people that does what it is that God tells us to do. And we're the ones that do it and we receive all that it is that God has in store for me and you. We've learned that there's two responses to the word of God. You could either accept it or reject it. Paraphrase. You can deny it or you can receive it paraphrase. You could believe it or you cannot believe it. That's on you. The question is, what are you going to do? God extends to you a word that gives you an invitation, an opportunity to step into the things that he presents to you. But either you can accept it or reject it. You can either accept the heaven that's a reality that he wants to extend into your life, or you can go to hell. Choice is yours. Don't get upset with me. That's Bible. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Choice is yours. You can either accept the prosperity that he's bought and paid for through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Bible saying himself became poor so that you can become rich. Is that what it says? The Bible says he delights in the prosperity of his servants. Is that what it says? The Bible says in third John two, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. It is something that has been extended to you as an opportunity. But the question is, what are you going to do? Are you going to operate according to what he says, operate according to it? Order your financial life according to what he tells you to order your financial life according to? Or are you going to be on your own and do what you think ought to be done? Well, if that's the case, you've just rejected what it is that God has said. He can't get to you what he has in store for you. He has healing that has been made available unto the people. The Bible says that he sent forth his word that it might heal. Why might and not necessarily? He says that he wishes above all things, once again, that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prosper. Why is everybody not walking in the health that's been made available to us? Because not all of us are doing what it is that he asked us to do about our bodies and conduct ourselves as we're supposed to. He said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your soul and spirit, which is God's. So we ought to glorify 
glorify God. Are you listening to me? And we don't glorify God with having grease running all down the side of our face by sucking up ribs all the time and, 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 and everything else and doing everything outside what we're supposed to do. Puffing cigarettes and drinking wine and, you know, thinking that liquor's quicker and everything else. No, see, that's not glorifying God. And therefore, we open ourselves up to a lot of foolishness that's, that's not necessary because we're not doing what it is that God said. But I'm declaring that at 1928 Bassey Road presently, that God has found a people who are willing to do what it is he says, that's willing to line their lives up with what he says, who come to church to not do their religious duty and then sit on their booty and not do any of what God said, but they're willing to lock in with what the word of God says and do what the word of God says, that they might look at us and see a people who are walking in the fullness of what God has in store for us, that we have appropriated into our life all that it is that the blood of Jesus has was shed and he became dead so that we can receive. Am I in the, in the midst of that kind of people? Am I in the midst of a people that want to do what God said they do? Am I in the, in the midst of a people that are willing to order their lives according to what God said? Then I'm in the right church in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10. By the way, have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say unto you today. I guarantee you it's going to bless you. Start reading our foundational text beginning in verse 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Of course, since that word therefore is in that scripture, then it means to go back before and read all of what he said previously so that you can know what that's there for. It's written in there for a reason, which means as a result of all that it is that I said, I'm making this statement. As a result of all that it is that I've already explained to you, I'm making this assertion. Well, praise God, I invite you on your own time, you know, you know, maybe halftime and one of the games that you're going to be watching today, praise God. Or if you're sitting over in the corner pouting because you're you know, spouse is watching the game, then, you know, pick up a book, quit pouting and read all of what he is he said ahead of time so that you can know what it's there for. Are you listening to me? Because they're going to watch the game regardless. So you might as well enjoy yourself when doing something. Praise God. Verse 35. Might as well even sit next to him. Just watch it too. Praise God. Verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. And it does too. Our confidence has great recompense of reward. That's why we don't cast it away because it will pay you. It will benefit you. It will, it will bless your life if you hold on to your confidence. Of course, our confidence is based upon our faith in God. Our confidence is our faith in God. We know who God is and we know that he will do exactly what he said he'll do. We know that God is true and his word is true too. And since God is and God says, then we lock in with what God says and we know God's going to come through. Because God's not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. If it were not so, he would have told us. But if he told us we can have it, we can have it. Therefore, we have confidence. We, we lean the whole of our existence upon. We trust in all of what it is that God has said. And we do not trust in anything else other than what God has said. We don't trust in what Dow Jones have to say. We don't trust in what the neighbors named Jones have to say. Only thing we trust in is what God has to say. We don't trust in what mama got to say, daddy got to say, sister, brother got to say, Raul, Miguel, Hindu brother down the street, none of that stuff. Do we pay any attention to only what it is that God has to say? Are you listening to me? Because that's where our confidence is and we will not cast away our confidence, which means that you get it, but then you have to hold on to it. You get it and you have to hold on to it. Many people get the confidence, but they let it go later on down the line. Usually it's based upon a circumstance or situation that comes up at some time. Many times it's based upon information previously that we heard. 
or things that we learned before in our previous life, before we got born again. But although we got boned again and stepped into a new life, we're carrying in the old attitudes and the old thoughts that we learned before, which causing us to be able to never step through the open door that God has in store for each and every one of us. But we're learning not to have confidence in any of that other mess, any of that other stuff that brings the rest. We're beginning to have confidence in God and God alone and step into the things that God has in store for us in the name of Jesus. And this is the confidence that we have. Praise God. Goes on to say in verse 30, it says, for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God that ye might receive the promise. Why might receive the promise? Because sometimes even after doing the will of God, people let go of their confidence. Why? Because sometimes they think it takes too long. Sometimes they think it should not take that long. Sometimes they think, notice the thing that keeps coming up in every one of those, they think. That's why the Bible had another scripture for you that say, lean not to your own understanding. Just trust God. Don't worry about how long you think it ought to be. You ain't in the God business, so you don't know how long it takes. Are you listening to me? He knows the end from the beginning. We don't even know where we are right now. And so because of that, why don't we just trust God and let God be God and let him do what it is he do. If he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. If he said he's going to come through, he's going to come through. If he said he's going to turn the thing around, then he's going to turn it around. Glory to God. All we got to do is trust him and have patience that after we, he, we've done the will of God, then we know he's going to come through. Patience is what the believers have. Patience is a demonstration of our faith in God. That because we trust him, we can wait. Because we know he's going to come through, we can wait. And don't matter whether it's a day, whether it's a week, we don't get weak in our faith. We stay strong in the things of God because we know that's just another day closer. That's just another tick-tock closer to God coming through for me and doing what he said he's going to do. That I'll wake up the next day and won't be grumbling and complaining that he didn't come through for me yesterday. But I'll wake up and lift up my hands and give him praise and glory. Knowing that this is the day that the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and I'll just be glad in it. Glad because he's still Lord. Still king. Still author and finisher of everything. He still reigns. And he reigns forevermore. And because he reigned yesterday and reigned today, then I don't care if it's raining today. God's still going to come through. He's still going to do what he said he's going to do. And I'm not letting anything cause me to cast away my confidence. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be afraid to wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. We move on. He said in verse 38, now understanding all of what it is that we just said. Well, let me hit this verse 37. For yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. God's going to come precious. God's going to come through for you. Just, 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 just wait. He ain't tarrying. He ain't, you know, hesitating and procrastinating and seeing how long you can hold on, you know, seeing, you know, whether or not you can hold on. Y'all forget God know everything. Praise God. That's why I laugh when I hear these ignorant teachers teach you that God sent something into your life just to see what you would do. Wait a minute. You talking about the God that's omniscient? You talking about the God that knows everything? That'd be like about crazy as me sending one of them over there and say, why don't you ask him what my name is? I already know what my name is. So because of that, why would I send him to go find out what my name is when I already know what my name is? That's a waste of effort. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of that valuable man, that man's valuable time. That's a waste of all that other foolishness. And God ain't in the wasting time. Are you listening to me? God already knows. The one that sends circumstances and situations in your life is Satan. He comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. He know who you are, but he's trying to find out, do you know who you are? He know that God's going to come through, but he's trying to find out, do you know that God's going to come through? Because if you don't know it, he's going to wear you out. He coming not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But we know that God's going to come through. And so because of that, we know God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Glory to God. We know he coming. Glory to God. 
Verse 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. Now means as a result of all that it is that was said before. Now the just shall live by faith. It didn't say should live by faith. It says shall live by faith. That's just the way we live our lives. That's just the way we do what we do. That's just the way we roll. That's just the way we stroll. That's just the way we operate in life. To just live by faith in our confidence in God, in our assurance of God, in our reliance on God to the point that we know that God's going to come through. And because of that, we live by faith. We don't live by nothing else. We don't live by what we see. We don't live by what we hear. We don't live by the dangers that are impending or the ones that are near. We live by faith. The fact that God said what he said and God's going to do what he's going to do. It's one of the reasons why we're supposed to be a people of the book when we take a look. We're not supposed to be a people that go by what the denomination has to say. Bunk that. What does God have to say? We're not even a person that believes in what the preacher has to say. Bunk that and the horse he rode in on. Only thing that matters is what the word of God has to say. That's why we open up the Bible here, the mighty word of faith. So I don't give you one verse and then take off screaming. Ah! No, I ain't in all that. Are you listening to me? I'm showing you what the word of God has to say. Because to just live by faith. Just don't live by poems. That's why I don't read you no poems out of nobody's book. Bunk a poem. Are you listening to me? A poem can't save you. Are we worried about what the word of God got to say. That's what we got to say. That's why I ain't telling you what I watched on TV last night. Bunk what I watched on TV last night. Only thing that matters is the word of God. Because I watch law and order don't mean your life going to come in order. Are you listening to me? Only thing that matters is what does the word of God have to say? Because the just live by faith. That's just the way we live. Because without it, we die. Anybody into dying around here? I ain't either. Praise God. That's why we want to know what the word of God has to say. Young people in the house say, hey, you want to know what the word of God has to say. Because God has no grandchildren, only children. Are you listening to me? You need to live by faith too. Do not have to wait till you get 95 to live by faith. Come on up in here. You're supposed to live by faith now. Are you listening to me? Supposed to live right now. We're supposed to be learning this as little children. You ain't got to be like me. Get all old and crusty before you figure out that Jesus is Lord. Wasted all these years and went through a whole bunch of tears. Jacked up more money than you can count. Are you listening to me before you find out that only the word of God counts? You need to know that thing right now. Everybody say right now. Yeah, I ain't going to say old heads in the house say nothing, praise God, because ain't nobody going to answer that one. But y'all just look at me while I'm talking, praise God. If you think you're qualified, you need to know the word of God too, praise God. I don't care nothing about how long you've been in church. Do you know the word? I don't care how long you've been in the denomination or in the way. Do you know the word? Because the just live by faith. They don't live by nothing else. They live by faith. Are you listening to me? We don't live by wives' tales or what the bishop had to tell. We only live by faith. It's the way we do what we do. It's just how we roll. So when folks say, man, what you doing? <laughs> Living by faith? Amen. And by the way, pause button, you know, just in case we need to interpret some things, because so many people have messed up that concept of living by faith to mean that we're living with a hope and a prayer. You ain't living with a hope and a prayer. You live by faith. I hope God going to come through. He ain't. I'm telling you right now. Because you need faith for him to come through. Praise God. He ain't, so quit hoping. He ain't coming. <laughs> Praise God. You need faith. What you need? Faith. Amen, amen. We need faith. Praise God. And I'm going to drop one on you right now while I'm here. Praise God. It's in me. Praise God. God don't answer prayer. I hear some folks, oh my God, it's time to leave. Praise God. I'm in the wrong church now. It's time to no, know. God don't answer prayer. God answer prayers of faith. 
that he had, you have to say to him what he said to you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Praise God. God don't answer prayer. God answer prayers of faith because any prayer would work then. I mean, you could pray up on somebody else's wife or husband. What do you mean? God answers prayer? Because it ain't in the book. Are you listening to me? You got to know what he said. The Bible said this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, then he hears us. And because he hears us, then we have the petition we put before him. See, that's a prayer of faith, that you know what God has to say. It's another one of the reasons why you need to know this book, so that you can know whether or not you're praying the right thing or knowing whether or not you're praying the wrong thing. And if you know you're praying the right thing, then you know flat out God's going to come through for you and do what he said he's going to do because you're praying according to his will. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Well, we live by faith. Praise God. It says, it says, but if any man draw back, the Lord shares with you his thoughts about that. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. Look, he threw a shall on that too. My soul shall have no pleasure in him. Why is that? Because God wants to do great things for you. God's got a plan that he has for you. God's got an expected end for you that he wants to be able to get you to. He sent his son to live and die so that you, you can have opportunity to step into the things he has in store for you. But if you refuse to live by faith, you, you, you continue to draw back and pull back, then he says, my soul has no pleasure in you. Why is that? Because not only can I not get you what I want to get to you, but verse 30 turns around and says that you draw back unto perdition. That word perdition we already learned means destruction, desolation. It's a place where it's just as if you were not saved. Now, you stop and think about that. Well, you accepted your salvation, all that comes as a result of it. But as a result of you drawing back, you can now not get all of what it is that he made available to you as a result of that salvation. What a shame. What a waste. And it's not for us to waste the blood of Jesus on our doubts and unbelief. We ought to get this word in us so that we can have the faith to believe for what God said we can have, the faith to do all that it is he intends us to do, the faith for us to step into the things that he has called both you and me to, and then so that we can be able to accomplish all that it is that God has in store for us. Let the church say amen. Amen. We've been learning some wonderful things in relationship to about how it is that we step into this fullness. One of the things that we've already learned is that we cannot be a people who are influenced by anything else other than the word of God. That's a people that live by faith, that you will not be influenced by anything else other than the word of God, that what God had to say about the matter is what what is your influence, what it is that guides your life, what it is that orders your life. And we ought to order our life according to that so that we can step into the fullness of the things that God has in store for us. By influence, I mean it's the capacity or power of persons or things to be a compelling force on or produce effects on the actions, behaviors, and opinions of us. It is a capacity of, or power of, of a person or thing to be a compelling force on or produce effects on the actions, behaviors, or opinions. See, nothing else is supposed to influence you other than God. God said, I'm your father. I influence you. Don't nobody else influence you. Mothers in the house say, hey, hey. what if you told your child, Stay on the porch. But you came back and your, your child round the block. And then when you got them in the car by whatever means necessary, <laughs> after you got them in the car and got them home and looked them in their eye and said, what even possessed you to do something different than what it is I said? And then if that child turned around and told you, well, you got to understand 
that my girlfriend or my, 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 my man came around the corner, my, you know, my friend came around the corner and they told me to come on and go. So, hey, they said go. So I went. Would you accept that as a plausible? You wouldn't accept that. Why not? Because you don't care who said what. Nothing is supposed to be a bigger influence to them than you. Come on now. When my friends was, was doing it, we, we, we don't be like, whoa, well, dang, I didn't know your friends was doing it. Well, <laughs> shoot, I don't even know why I say anything. Just go on, go on kill yourself. Go on, be, go on do what you're going to do. We don't care nothing about what your friends say. Shoot, you go back far enough in age, you'll find folk that'll say something like, if your friends was jumping off a cliff, would you do it too? Hey man, no, hey, hey, no. We ain't doing nothing like that. Because, but there are things that can bear influence on us that can begin to start causing us to think about, well, this is the reason why I do what I do. No, to just live by faith. God wants to break your influence or all the other things that's influencing your life and get you to the point that you are a person of faith. And in order to become a person of faith, you have to be a person that is above anything else influencing you in any type of way. Nothing else has the capability or the power to be able to compel you to do anything else other than what it is that God said. That's the place he wants to get you to. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope you're being blessed finding out about the importance of our response to the word. God's word is true that he's willing and wanting to do great things for me and you. That's why he sends his word to me and you to tell us what he's willing and wanting to do. It's our response to what his word says to me and you that'll determine whether or not it'll actually happen for me and you. So come on, saints, let's learn to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and then drop you off after the service. So if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.